Listening to Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny, a show where we will talk about finding beauty in the most unconventional places in our lives. So every week we'll talk about dealing with disappointment or overcoming frustration, dealing with stuff that just gets under your skin and derails you. We'll also have amazing guests on here that will be sharing their stories. So I'm your host, Shanna Strange. Let's dive in. I just want to say I am so offended. Yes, you heard me right. I am so offended. I am so tired of what's going on right now. And I bet I have your attention just by me venting a little bit of anger because we're so drawn to anger. Everybody wants to be angry. Everybody wants to rail from a platform and tell everybody else what they're doing wrong and how they're doing it wrong. And that is what the enemy wants. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of it. We have got to direct our anger towards the person who's behind everything right now. And so I thought I would do a little podcast and talk about where we need to be putting our anger and who we need to be offended by because it's not who we think. And so I want to read you just a little bit of Genesis 4. This is what I believe is the very first appearance of what we see of this sin of offense. Yeah, offense. We see this huge offense going on between Cain and Abel. So I'm going to read you Genesis 4, and um, we're going to make some really amazing, hopefully I'm going to make some eye-opening comments about this, and you can see where I'm coming from and jump on my bandwagon with me. (laughs) Okay, Genesis 4. Now the man, Adam, knew his wife, knew Eve as his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have obtained a man. With the help of the Lord. And later she gave birth to his brother Abel. So Cain is older than Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks of sheep and goats. So the the younger one, Abel, is actually the shepherd. But Cain cultivated the ground. So Cain is a farmer. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Now I want you to notice something. There's nothing specific about this offering of fruit that uh, Cain brings to God. It just is very uh, generic language. It doesn't say he brought him the first fruits. It doesn't say he brought he brought him the best. It just says he brought him uh, an offering of the fruit of the ground. But Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions. And the Lord had respect or regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry, indignant, and he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well by believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, But you ignore my instructions. Sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you. It wants to overpower you. But you must master it. 
So Cain talked with Abel, his brother, about what God had said. Uh, and when they were alone working in the field, Cain attacked Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he lied, which is the dumbest thing ever, right? And said, I do not know. Am I my, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's innocent blood is crying out to me from the ground for justice. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's shed blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength. It will resist producing good crops for you. You shall be a fugitive and a vagabond, roaming aimlessly on the earth in perpetual exile without a home, a degraded outcast. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the land, and from your face and your presence I will be hidden, and I will be a fugitive and aimless vagabond on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And then the Lord keeps going, No, I, you know, keeps talking, saying, No, I don't want you to die. Your punishment is that you have to live in exile and be alienated from me. And so I think, in my opinion, I'm pretty dang sure, actually, that this is the first time that we see the spirit of offense in the Bible. Uh, we know that, yes, I do believe that Adam was probably upset with Eve because he did blame her, you know, for bringing the fruit to him and all that, but we don't really see an offense between them. We just see like, oh, we messed up. Okay, here's our punishment. But in this story, you can actually see there's a straight up an offense between um, Cain and Abel. But actually what I believe is that Cain is really more offended with God. But he takes it out on Abel. So there's some things I just want to point out in this. And first of all, I think there is some entitlement going on. So... Abel's the youngest, and and we all know in ancient culture, and this would have been the very first family, so, you know, we don't really know for sure, but I, I feel like, because this is human, um, this is just kind of the way we do things naturally, our firstborn, you know, in our family is probably going to be the most, uh, they're going to get the most when we die, they're going to be handed more responsibility. They're going to be more respected than the younger, right? That's just the way it is. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's usually how it is. And so I think what we see here is a little bit of entitlement coming from Cain saying, uh, why is his offering so much better? I'm older. Like I'm entitled to be uh, accepted by God. So I think we see that going on. But what I also notice in this scripture, and I pointed out a minute ago, you know, have you ever asked yourself, why was God so upset with Cain's, or with, yeah, with Cain's offering, but he was, uh, you know, Abel's was acceptable to him, and he rewarded him, and if you look at this scripture closely, you can, you can see why, you can actually see because of what it does not say, so it does not say that Abel gave the best of his fruit to the Lord. It just says that Abel gave of his fruit to the Lord. He gave an offering of the uh, of the fruit that he had yield, that the ground had yielded. But it says very, uh, you know, it's very. What's the word I'm looking for? Obvious because it says 
that Abel's sacrifice was not only the finest of his firstborn, but he also gave the fat portions to the Lord. Now, here's what's interesting if you think about this. This would have been the very first time we see sacrifice in the Bible. So there had been no instructions had been given on how to do a sacrifice. Nobody knew you were supposed to give the best and the fat portions. That didn't actually come until Moses. We see Abraham doing some sacrifice and Isaac and Jacob and all that. But still, there really was no instructions until Moses. But obviously, God expected the best from someone. He was not okay with someone giving a half-hearted offering to him. And so what I really believe is going on here is God is God is looking at the heart. He's looking at Abel's heart, which was obviously full of gratitude because you give the best to someone that you truly love and honor, right? That's just what you do. We don't have to think about that. We give our best to the people we love. We give our best to the Lord when we truly love Him and want to honor and worship Him. But if we just kind of are like, oh, well, yeah, here, here you go, Lord. Here's some pennies here. And then act like that's okay. That's not going to be okay with the Lord. He's going to hold us accountable for that. And that's exactly what He does. And so sin is born in this moment. In this moment, it was really, really all Cain's fault. Because he didn't give an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. So he becomes an offense, uh, an, an walking in offense. He becomes offended with God, but he takes it out on Abel. And this is where we see the beginning of what it looks like when people walk in offense. The Lord said that sin would be crouching at Cain's door. And it absolutely was, and Cain didn't know how to handle it. He just caved in to the flesh. And that's really, you know, what we're talking about today is, is people walking in, in a fence or actually just caving in to the to the works of the flesh. But also, I want to point out something before I go into some, some New Testament scripture, is that I believe this is a prophetic picture of Christ. Because here's the thing we have to really recognize about scripture. Almost every... Almost everything in the New Testament is prophetic in some way, and a lot of it is pointing to Christ. And, and that is because we're all stupid, and the Lord had to be like, okay, I'm going to have to make this really, really plain for them, or they're not going to understand that this was about my son. And I'm sorry if that offended you. <laughs> no pun intended. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to say we're all stupid, but the Lord does, uh, you know, compare us to sheep. That's all I'm going to say about that. So... This was prophetic in nature that the acceptable sacrifice was the one of the sheep and the goats. Doesn't that sound familiar? But the one that wasn't was the one from the land. So what is the Lord saying? He's like, no, only the one that's going to be acceptable is going to be my son. And so I think that's prophetic and I think it's worth pointing out. Um, so this was not just about Cain and Abel, but I think it was about so much more pointing to Christ and what he was going to do. Um, okay, so I want to just talk a little bit about Galatians 5. Um, here, here's the deal, y'all. And I posted this today. <laughs> I posted this today because I woke up, like, you know, because every day I'm kind of like, what is the Lord, you know, saying today? Like, what is today about? And um, right now, in future, in future dates, if you're listening to this and this is 2025 and you have no idea what was going on in 2020, it has been the worst year ever. But it's also been 
a year of alignment from the Lord and he's been shaking things. And so we have been in the COVID crisis, which I'm sure will go down in history as one of the worst times ever in the world. But now we've had racial unrest. We've had protesting, rioting, looting, complete destruction. I mean, I just saw the other day where Minneapolis is requesting like $55 million to rebuild their city. By the way, it was a city that they allowed to be rioted and looted in because the city officials wouldn't do anything. So here we are. Um, and so there's like a fence everywhere. Everybody is getting on their social media platform and blasting everyone else. And they're, they're acting like, like they have the right to do it because they have free speech. We have free speech in America. So let me just point out really quick, free speech as a Christian doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say. Oh my goodness, I just stepped on someone's toes and they're probably offended. Yeah, so guess what? The Constitution of the United States doesn't trump the Bible if you're a Christian. Okay, or even if you're not a Christian, truth is the truth. So you don't get to say, I can say whatever I want because of free speech when the Holy Spirit has written an entire New Testament and Old Testament, entire Bible, and inspired men to write it and told you what his laws were, what God's laws were. And so you don't get to just do whatever you want and say it's okay because it's okay in the Constitution. The Constitution is not the Bible, FYI. Just throwing that out there for anyone who was um, confused. So yeah, today, <laughs> that's my rant, I posted a, a meme thing that I made a graphic and it said, if you're looking for a reason to be offended, you'll always find one. And I put a smiley face emoji behind it. It was kind of like my little sassy pants way of saying, hey, this is a sweet little reminder that if you want to be offended, you know what? You're always going to find a reason. And then I said, Satan is always setting a trap for you. Getting, uh, he wants you to get offended by every little thing that someone else does, magnify it, blow it way out of proportion, then spend the rest of your life hating that person. And I'm saying hating because it's the truth, because that's what people are doing. And then transfer that hatred to anyone else or any situation that reminds you of that person. And that, my friends, is how it works. Stop getting offended at everything. Move on with your life and enjoy what time you have left. Do you understand that the enemy is offending people to distract them from what is really going on? As if COVID wasn't enough. Now, let's send something else and distract people from true repentance. Because think about it for a second. COVID was actually causing people to come to a place of repentance. And then, oh, we have a huge racism stuff going on and social injustice and everybody's mad at everybody and there's rioting and you know peaceful protests okay fine I'm okay with that but looting destroying things killing people beating people down because of the color of their skin no matter what color you are I'm on both sides of this I'm talking to both sides or all sides every race obviously this is never the hand of God and it's never what he wants so here's the thing. Stop calling yourself a Christian and acting like that because the people that are acting like this are saying they're Christians. Half of them probably are saying that they have a justifiable right to do this and that they're Christians. But you know what? Cain didn't have the right to kill Abel. He didn't have the right. You never have the right to do anything you want to anyone else just because you're mad. So that's the trap of Satan, and he said it.
He has said it, and everybody is in the trap just about. If you're mad and angry, you're in the trap. Why does it matter? Why, why is it such a big deal? Because he's stealing your life. He's creating divisiveness with this. And here's, here's where this ends up going. Okay, so just in case you didn't know, let me walk this out almost like a little diagram in, in, in your head and show you what's going on. So let's just use a situation in your life. You're getting mad at somebody, okay? They offend you. One of the first things you're going to do is you're going to dehumanize them. You're going to make them into a villain when most of the time they're probably not a villain. Yeah, there are some villains, and they're, again, they're fueled by demons. Let's just get real about that. Um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? Satan is the evil one. He's the accuser. He's the deceiver. He's behind every single person like that. They are yielding themselves to him, but you have got to separate Satan from people. People are not Satan, okay? He's using them like a puppet. They, they don't even sometimes realize that some of them do. Yeah, some of them are glad to partner with him, and they're going to pay for that, and they're going to be held accountable for their actions, and they're probably going to burn in hell forever. All we can do is pray that they, their eyes will be opened, but that we're not their judge, right? So he wants to deceive people. If he can get you to hate somebody because they offend you, he can get you to dehumanize them, Therefore, you're going to begin talking and acting and treating those people like they're not even human, which is going to divide you. And if he can divide you enough, he can create war between you and other people. This is how wars start. This is how wars start. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to create war in our country so that we'll just, you know, basically self-destruct. And he's doing a really good job. And we're just all like, you're exactly right. I can't stand that person. I hate them. And we're supposed to be Christians. Y'all, I'm talking to the Christians. I'm not talking to unbelievers. Although I really do hope some unbelievers hear this and open their eyes to what he's using you as a pawn. But you believers that are acting like this, you're not justified in hating someone. Oh, and please don't say that you're not hating someone when you're saying, horrific things about other people let's be honest here you're uh yeah you're hating people and it's not okay with the lord and so that's that's the cycle or the yeah that's that's the way it goes so you get offended you dehumanize the person it becomes uh, a division and then it's pretty much all out war after that and guess what you never reach each other after that there's never going to be a reconciliation unless one person humbles themselves and says, okay, you know what? Here's what I did wrong. Here, here's where I messed up, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's exactly what Jesus did. We didn't really say he was sorry, but we didn't deserve it. The Bible says that he came, and he offered himself while we were still sinners and hostile to God. God came in the form of Jesus and reconciled the world to himself while we were still hating him. You know, most people, because the flesh is hostile to God, is what the scriptures say. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Now, I just want to read to you, and this is where I'm going to camp for just a few minutes, and then I'll be off my soapbox, and everybody can get back to their life, and um, hopefully you're not, like, super offended. Okay, so I'm going to read Galatians 5. 
um, and I'm going to start with, yeah, 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 16, 516. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves, your sinful nature. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit give us, gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Y'all, this is Christianity 101. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Did you hear that? Constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the law under the obligation to the law of Moses, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Oh, and here's what they are. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. I'm sorry, dissension, division. Did you catch that? Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Oh, here's a really good one. Gentleness. And da 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 self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed, nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. We don't get to just say, oh, I'm a Christian in this part, but you know what? On my social media platform, I'm going to let everybody have it. Uh, that ain't, it ain't going to work like that. People like that don't inherit the kingdom of God. I'm just saying that's what the Bible said. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Woo! I felt like I just got spanked. I don't know if anybody else does, but I, I need to read that every day. Because I am tired of myself justifying things that I say or think as being discernment. Have you fallen into that trap where you say things like, oh, I've discerned something about that person. But really, what you have discerned is your own evil hostility and evil heart that you need to deal with. Snap, somebody just got... <laughs> just got their toes stepped on y'all I'm just so fired up about this because I want freedom true freedom to walk and step with the spirit and stop lying to ourselves and stop being offended because you have a destiny you know the enemy can steal from you what God uh wants to do in your life by you being offended do you know that being offended is a doorway that the enemy uses. Yeah, so let's think about this. If you've had church hurt, raise your hand. I would say that's probably like every single person that has uh, been, ever been listened to my podcast. So church hurt, yeah. So let's just say I'm going to justify my anger and bitterness 
because I've been hurt in church. Guess what happens? Guess what happens when I don't pull up the weed of pain, the, the, the weed of church hurt in my heart? Guess what happens? It grows. And it grows and it produces rotten fruit. And guess what happens? Let's just keep going. Oh, then, guess what? I'm just not going to go to church at all. You know what? I'm sick of Christians. All that's ever happened to me in church is I get hurt, so I'm just not going to go anymore at all. I'm so offended with church people. They're all hypocrites. Ooh, can anybody? Ooh, gosh, that, that is so, so, where so many people are blaming God for what people did to you. People are imperfect. People are stupid. People make bad choices. People cave into their flesh and don't walk after the Spirit. So for us to blame each other and quit church or quit, you know, assembling with the what the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of the saints, right? And I'm not telling you how that might look. You might be meeting in homes right now. That's fine. You might be doing prayer meetings. You might be doing, like, I'm, I'm involved with all kinds of little small gatherings right now because I do believe that God is changing the face of the church and he's going back to a more organic, real thing. So I'm not telling you what that looks like, but for you to just isolate yourself because someone hurt you and you're offended, that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to get you away from the flock so he can devour you. So I hope and I pray, I pray that the people listening to this who are walking in offense will have your eyes open to see what the enemy's doing in your life, right? He's getting you away from everyone who loves you. You know what? The Lord wants us to experience forgiveness. And let me just leave you with this because this was an eye-opening thing for me. Um, because I thought I had the right to be offended. And the Lord was very clear to me and took me to the cross and took me to the scriptures and the gospel where Jesus is, is you know, strung up on the cross, held up by his Hands and feet and the nails in his hands and feet and he can barely breathe. And he says, one of the last things he says is, Father, he cries out, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. If Jesus, who was sinless, can be on a cross and extend forgiveness to people who did not deserve it and hold no record of the wrongs, that they did to him, they beat him, whipped him, cursed him, pulled his beard out, put a crown of thorns on him, whipped him with a cat of nine tails, ripped the flesh off of his back, y'all. Said all kinds of horrible things, accused him of being a demoniac when he was healing people. If Jesus can forgive people and not hold bitterness in his heart, what in the world what right do I have to hold someone's offense against them? See, this is it, y'all. God wants us to be like him. He wants us to be conformed. We have been chosen to be conformed to the image of Christ. So we're going to have opportunities to extend forgiveness because that's what Christ has done. That's what God has done for us. If God has done it for us and Christ has done it for us, we are going to be expected to do it to the world. So you have no right. You have no right to be offended and to walk in unforgiveness toward people in this world that are hurting you. 
You are to be the hands and feet of Christ. You are to let the nails be driven into your hands and feet. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. This is good news because guess what? When you get conformed to the image of Christ, you get to be in heaven with them forever. People that let God shape them, conform them, crucify their flesh, those are the ones that get to spend eternity with Him and rule and reign with Him. This is actually good news, y'all. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it really is. And I just pray that you uh, hear what I'm saying, hear my heart. My heart is to bring people into closer uh, connection with the Holy Spirit and the Father and the Son and with each other and to bring uh, clarity to what's going on in the world and to show you the works of the enemy, what he's doing, what he's attempting to do. Someone has to tell the truth and I'm willing to do it and I might get, you know, persecuted for it. We all will if we're telling the truth, but I hope that you will take this message to heart and that you will allow the Lord to teach you how to walk in the spirit and not be offended. So that's all I have today. I pray God blesses you all. I'll see you soon. Hey friends, thank you for showing up for today's episode. I wanted to take a second and tell you about my book, Providence, Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny. So when God gives you a dream, it doesn't come with a manual, does it? At first, excitement and longing for that dream can drive you. But if you don't understand God's process of preparing you for the dream, you can travel a disappointing, discouraging, and confusing path. And then here's the thing. Dreams inspired by God require intense seasons of refinement, perseverance, and character development. Whatever you must endure to reach His dream for you is outweighed by the glory of being changed by God in the most uncommon ways. So I'd love for you to have this book in your hands. There's a couple of different ways you can get it. You can go to my website, shannastrange.net, or you can go to Amazon and just look up Providence, Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny, and you'll find it. It's in digital form, or you can order a hard copy. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.